Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of The Tap. I am your host, author Andrew Hess. And today we are going to be covering SmackDown's recap from Friday night. I know I'm a few days late. Uh, had some stuff going on over the weekend, so I could not go and get to this until now. Um, I was not really super sold on most of SmackDown, to be completely honest with you. Um, I wasn't really a big fan of it. The Bloodline promo at the beginning of the show uh, was probably one of the best moments. And again, it's, you know, you have Roman cutting a promo on uh, on Brock Lesnar, hyping up SummerSlam. And more importantly, you had uh, Paul Heyman in the, in the mix. And Paul Heyman basically making it seem like he was going to say that Roman Reigns, you know, kind of like, doing that timid like you're not going to be able to beat Brock Lesnar but instead it was more of like telling Roman Reigns like you have to go into like complete savage mode in this one like you really need to turn it up on this on this whole situation like there is no other way like beating Brock Lesnar to where you can go and pin him is one thing but to keep him down to beat him enough where you he cannot get back to his feet until the count of you know until after the count of 10 is a whole nother level of violence that you're going to need to get to and basically it's like him encouraging roman reigns to get to that place and to be perfectly honest with you i would not be surprised if you have roman reigns get the win over brock lesnar it's it's one of those situations where it's like it can it could realistically go either way i feel like if for this match i feel like roman reigns will get the win on it but in the event that brock lesnar somehow some way gets the win over uh roman reigns i feel like theory is going to come out and cash in and take over as champion. Um, I, I feel like that this is something that could realistically happen. It could. Um, and especially because Theory keeps teasing it over and over and over again. I mean, literally, Roman Reigns is just finishing his promo. Paul Heyman's finishing the promo. And you had it where um, Theory's music hits and Theory starts running down to ringside, not running with the referee, not like he's going to jump in the ring. He just, he's running down to ringside and he's just running around the ring and then back up the ramp just to let Roman know, I'm here. I have the money in the bank briefcase. I can go and take you to cash in whenever I want. And even in his promo later on in the night, He's sitting here and saying that he's going to come to SummerSlam. He's going to win the United States Championship back from Bobby Lashley. And then he's going to cash in on either Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar and pick what's left of their carcasses to become the new undisputed universal champion. He's literally saying it. And, and it's very possible he could go through with it. 
Um, later on in the night, you had the Usos, because we're staying on topic of the bloodline. Usos uh, get the win over the Lethal Lotharios, or Los Lotharios, whatever the heck they want to be called. Um, and Usos deliver the promo against the Street Profits, calling them the twos, and Usos the ones, and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it could have been a better promo overall for them. Um, but I'm looking forward to the rematch at SummerSlam. I, I want to see Street Profits versus Usos again. I, I really do. I mean, honestly, there were two teams that I've always wanted to see like a good heated rivalry with for the Street Profits. The Usos were one of them. Because I believe that the Usos as a heel faction or a heel tag team work really well. I mean, they can work either way, heel or babyface. They can work really well, especially on the mic. And they put on such amazing performances in the past. Street Profits are the exact same way. I, I mean, they put on amazing performances, but we've only really seen them as babyface. And they teased a heel turn as a tag team when they were trying to go against uh, RK Bro. Now, for me... For me, I would love to just see this continue on a little bit longer. And I want to see the Street Profits take the titles from the Usos. Um, the other team that I always wanted to see the Street Profits really feud against, and we have a little bit of this, I believe it was last year, Survivor Series, is uh, Street Profits and the New Day. But you need, like, New Day with Big E there, and I'm hoping that he's he's recovering well from his uh, from his neck injury. Um, and that he'll be back eventually. I really do. I, I think he he helps make the New Day um, really what they are. I mean, ex- Woods is great, and Kofi is great, but they they need that third member. They need Biggie back. Um, so I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for that man because he's unbelievably talented. Um. Speaking of tag team action, we had the Viking Raiders get the win over Jinder and Shanky. Uh, Viking Raiders keep beating Shanky down. And then New Day comes out, cuts a promo. They are going to, they're planning on facing uh, the Viking Raiders. I'm guessing that's going to be a SummerSlam match. And New Day gets to the ring and Viking Raiders destroy the New Day yet again. I'm like, this is just the same thing every single week with them. Like, don't get me wrong. I- I'm good with, you know, Viking Raiders and New Day. But, I mean, every single week it's the exact same thing. And it's the Viking Raiders are just going to keep beating down the New Day. And, look, it's just, it's not the same thing. They're not getting good promos out of anything. They're not getting, they're not getting much out of it period out of this feud so far that's my opinion anyway um next up let's see all right before i actually get to a couple parts that i did like about smackdown i want to just cover a couple of other quick things that just really just the uh, you had Drew McIntyre cut a promo to try to hype up his main event match. He was actually supposed to go against Sheamus. Um, and we're going to get into that piece in just a moment. You had a Max Dupree model segment with Marseille and 
and Mansoir uh, doing their tennis, their tennis line, the 2022 tennis line. Uh, that was a complete waste of time, people. Um, honestly, it was just, I don't know why they have to do these stupid gimmick things, man. It's, it's so bad to begin with. Um, next up, you had an Austin Theory promo, which I mentioned. And then literally Theory had just walked away from his interview after that. And Madcap Moss just kind of comes over to steal the microphone for a second and basically says nothing. Nothing worthwhile anyway. Um, then you had, it was supposed to be Lacey Evans and Aaliyah tagging up, supposedly. They finally made Lacey Evans completely go heel. Thank God they finally made a decision on this because, honestly, I was sick of the back and forth, back and forth with this with this crap every freaking time I turn around, man. Um, it was just, every time you turn around, it was just something new. It was, all right, we're going to turn her heel. Nope, we're going to keep her baby face. Nope, we're going to turn her heel. Nope, she's going to be on Raw. Nope, she's going to be on SmackDown. Like, Thank God they finally figured something out because she finally is on SmackDown and she turned heel. Thank you. Finally. Um, she came out and there was basically like no crowd reaction when she first came out and she's doing the, like the little finger behind the ear. Like I can't hear you and goes back to the you know backstage comes back out with her music again trying to fire up the crowd. You got a little bit better of a crowd reaction than didn't get what she wanted. So she goes back again and then comes out a third time and comes all the way out to the ring. Her music stops by the time she actually reached the ring itself, walks to the other side, grabs a microphone and starts bashing the crowd because they didn't give her the response that she wanted. And at least they gave a decent reason as to why she was babyface and then turning heel because she's sitting here and going, I'm not getting the respect from you. I'm, I poured my heart out of who I am and what I've been through to try to be an inspiration to you all. And you don't give me any acknowledgement. You don't cheer for me. You don't, you're not encouraging me. So for that instance, I understand at least finally the heel turn. And the vignettes to like make it this now a heel turn. I'm fine with that. Um, and then she tries to leave the ring, and Aaliyah tries to stop her. Uh, Lacey lays her out with the the women's right, knocks her out. Good for her. Um, and that was the end of the segment. Um, the other thing that I just didn't really care for. I really didn't like the bait and switch that they did. They've been, they were hyping up uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus uh, throughout the night. Um, and instead you wind up getting, uh, you wind up getting Shane, uh, sorry, Drew McIntyre versus Butch. And I'm sitting here going, why, why are we getting this? Uh, Okay, you want to try? You're trying to save Sheamus and Drew McIntyre for SummerSlam. I can understand that, but don't be bait switching. The bait and switch thing sucks. 
it, it, no one really like you're gonna promote that you're gonna have McIntyre and Sheamus, and then do the bait and switch. No, because that to me that just turns me off. I don't want to go and watch the show. I don't. At, at that point, I don't want to watch it because I'm just sick and tired of things. Um, Drew McIntyre does get the win over Butch, hits him with the Claymore. Um, and then afterwards, Sheamus gets up on the ring apron and McIntyre takes his sword to try to chop at Sheamus and cuts the top rope just like he did to Corbin a few months ago. It's a complete stupid waste of time. It really was. Uh, now for the actual couple of good moments of the night that I really did like. And, and other than the bloodline promo in the beginning of the night, honestly. Um, the first thing that I will say was um, Liv Morgan's promo was a little bit better this time than it was on Raw. I think Raw was just a little bit more of her excitement of coming out as champion for the first time, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I will say that when it came down to the promo itself, I feel like it was better than what we had been given previously. Um, so hopefully we, you know, things are going to be a little bit better then. During this promo, we get kind of the exact same thing as we did on Monday Night Raw. Natty coming out and saying, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be champion. Because I injured Ronda Rousey's knee and blah, blah, blah. And she's basically trying to say, I deserve a title match. Well, you don't deserve a title match yet, Natty. Um, and Ronda Rousey kind of comes out and even says so herself. You know, Ronda Rousey comes out and we wind up getting a little bit of a promo. Natty attacks Ronda Rousey. Liv throws Natty out of the ring. And we have an impromptu match. I love how I just put the air quotes and no one can see it. But uh, we have an impromptu match now where it's Ronda Rousey versus Natty or Natalia, whatever you want to say it as, um, in the, right after that. And the uh, Ronda Rousey gets the win. She works over at Natty's knee and gets her locked in the ankle lock submission really tight. Um, so she can't even go anywhere. Ronda Rousey gets the tap out victory. And then the segment that I actually like most of the night was Walter and Kaiser come out um, to have a promo and Shinsuke Nakamura interrupts. Now, I like Shinsuke Nakamura. I like his music. I, I always think Pat McAfee looks ridiculous and like jamming out to Nakamura's music. Um, but they had Baron Corbin out or Happy Corbin, whatever you want to call him. He was out at ringside doing commentary because um, they just were talking about the, the Corbin match that's supposed to be coming out. And he's sitting here now like acting even more of a moron than Pat McAfee does when Shinsuke Nakamura's music was hitting. Uh, and Corey Graves is matching it. 
and it's just like oh my goodness like this is just horrible um that's not why i like the the part uh, i like nakamura uh trying to challenge uh gunther walter whatever you want to call him um he gets set up against kaiser in the ring they have one-on-one -on -one match which was really good i liked it and then uh shinsuke nakamura gets the win and gunther punishes kaiser with these vicious chops to kind of put him back in place and i was like that's awesome <laughs> it, it was just it was awesome I, I was loving that um so i guess shinsuke nakamura is going to be gunther's next opponent for the intercontinental championship which i'm sure that gunther is going to end up continuing his dominant uh domination so we will continue to see where that all goes uh overall when it comes to smackdown though this week i really i would give it a five out of ten to be completely honest with you you had a couple of good segments but really wasn't enough to keep me wanting to watch the show either um all right that is going to be the end of this episode I am author Andrew Hess, and tune in next time to find out what's on tap.